You're listening to Team Talk on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. Joe O'Neill, Sam Hauser till 6, and then it's Yankees, White Sox, followed by Dodgers, D-backs. But joining us now on the Daniels Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning Cool Take Hotline, as promised, is the voice of the Lobos, Robert Portnoy. And Rob, um, I wanted to bring you in just because you're, I mean, I'd be doing this anyway wherever you went to college, but because you're a Stanford grad and you've got that perspective, you've had that interaction with your fellow alumni and you stay, uh, you're paying attention to different things there. Uh, what What is your take on, you know, what will happen to Stanford and Cal uh, and then probably the domino effect that goes along with Oregon State and Washington State. So before before we talk about the domino effect, like what's your position with what Stanford should do, Rob? Well, well, my first thing would be to say that my sentiment, Joe, was exactly the same as the Mountain West um, commissioners. I mean, it was devastation um, when the events that unfolded, you know, over the span of basically twenty four hours with those schools leaving for the two leagues and the Pac-12 as we know it uh, crumbling, you know, in a day, essentially. it. Uh, I mean, uh, I was crestfallen, and the, the thing that, that has me most heartbroken is that um, it, it, it won't be that far down the road where it'll be business as usual, and the, the damage that's been done um, will be forgotten, and, and that, that makes me profoundly sad. I... Um, uh, the, the one thing that I think is interesting right now, and, it, and this continues, it's it's amazing that I guess uh, you know that we're thinking about it in this way at this point when there are only four schools left, and it, it seems so completely irrelevant now. But um, one of the primary reasons the Pac-12 broke up is because of their uh, feeling about what the profile of a Pac-12 school looked like. Right, and, and that's why back in 2011, um, when they were considering bringing in four Big 12 teams, um, when Texas and Oklahoma and um, Texas Tech and Oklahoma State were basically coming to the Pac-12, and there were problems with the Longhorn Network, and the Pac-12 didn't want to, they, they didn't want to deal, and so they said no, and they kind of sat in their ivory tower and, and rejected them. And then, of course, it happened again. Um, you know, we're talking about a year ago, um, they lose. USC and UCLA, but if you go back two years when Texas and Oklahoma make their run to the SEC, the Pac-12 could have pillaged the Big 12 again and, and destroyed that league for a second time and chose not to once again. And, and, and essentially it's because they didn't think that the profile of the Big 12 school matched the Pac-12s, and that's not an association they wanted. And um, so maybe a little bit of, uh, you know, and I was listening to your first segment, great uh, diagnosis of, of, of it and, and analysis. One thing that, that I didn't hear come up is uh, the Notre Dame factor right now, which is, to me, absolutely fascinating. Because if there's a school out there that uh, just lockstep fits the profile of Stanford and Cal at this point, it's Notre Dame. And they happen to be a full voting member on the ACC board, and that's pretty interesting when they're not even a full football member on the ACC board. But the Stanford and Cal to ACC 
you know, possibility is real, and Notre Dame is pushing for it. They want to see it happen. You can analyze that however you want. Um, Stanford and Cal looking for a landing spot. I agree with you 100%, Joe, what you said earlier, that the Big Ten is number one. Because if you match academic and athletic profiles of the Big Ten, they most closely fit what the Pac-12 used to look like and certainly what Stanford and Cal currently look like. That would be their ideal. And, and look, there's, there's, a, there's obviously a way. You would, you would think that already, having added Washington and Oregon, if they were going to add those two, then why didn't they just add four and go to 20 and add Stanford and Cal as well? They rejected that. So it's going to be that much more difficult for that to happen. I, I certainly think that it's the pie in the sky for those two schools still, but it's going to be very difficult to happen uh, at this point, I think. Not saying it couldn't, um, but the ACC thing is real right now, Joe. Okay, uh, it's still hanging out there. I mean, logistically, I mean, we kind of were bending the rules when we were trying to figure out all of these pack schools competing in the Big Ten and the travel associated with that. you I, I do think you almost have like double the complications with regard to the ACC and schools like Stanford and Cal in that conference. It's almost like 100% of their games would, would be requiring cross-country travel where, you know, I, I know you got Piscataway for Rutgers and you got Landover uh, for University of Maryland, um, but there's also the Nebraska games, the Minnesota games, you know, like the games that are not nearly as far as going from the Bay Area to Boston or the Bay Area uh, to the University of, of Miami. But but your point is that the ACC uh, is taking a hard look at that, and if that's the case, it's still available. Okay, um, I'm going to uh, give Doug Dorme, uh, who does our, our basketball games here on 101.7 The Teams with Scott Galletti. Um, he sent me a note in the break, and, he, and I thought this might be where you're going. So you still, you still theoretically have Notre Dame. I mean, you mentioned Notre Dame's association with the ACC, but I, I think there's still, they've got some flexibility there. So if the Big Ten is trying to go to 20, there's a chance that you take Stanford and Notre Dame, and in that case, Cal is really left out there, uh, Rob. I mean, that's also a possibility. Your thoughts on that? 100%. Um, it's, it's amazing uh, to think that those two schools that have been linked, you know, for more than a century um, could be separated. And, and, that, and that's another thing that um, touches on what makes these events so heartbreaking is, um, gosh, uh, the idea that, that maybe there, there won't be an Apple Cup every year, that maybe there won't be a civil war every year, um, because these natural rivals, in-state rivals, are, are separated. Uh, um, you know, you mentioned the, the profile of Oregon State from just last year's uh, college football season, which was highly successful for the Beavers. They, one of the greatest quarterbacks in their history, Jonathan Smith, is their new uh, coach. Jonathan Smith has them on, on the rise. They've been on a, a trajectory that's terrific over the last few years. They beat Oregon, they beat Arizona State, and they beat Colorado last season, all three teams that defected to, quote-unquote, bigger and better leagues. And Oregon State, you mentioned their win over Florida. Here's an, another interesting thing about the four remaining schools. Um, 
the U.S. Olympic Committee is is looking at this with great concern. Uh, if you look at recent Olympians, Stanford is number one and Cal is number four in terms of the Division One institutions that contribute uh, Olympic athletes to the United States Olympic team. You know, Washington State just published a story about probably having to operate the next two years at a 40% budget deficit because of this. And that's, they're, they're, they're going to, you know, endeavor to not have to cut sports. They don't want to do that. But these are real possibilities. Like, you know, the Mountain West pays, you know, $5 million per school, and, and the previous deal that the Pac-12 is going to have expiring next year they were getting in the neighborhood of $23 million per school. The, the economics of this, something's got to give. Okay, so I'll take you out of this. Do you think the, you know, I mean, you can't read everybody's mind and you know the Stanford uh, position much better than Cal, but can you see a point where those two schools would be saying, hey, let's just go ahead and dig our heels in, stay in this Pacific uh, Conference with Washington State and Oregon State, and welcome a merger where Mountain West teams come out there and basically just repopulate the pack whatever, Rob? I think it's a fantastic idea, and it would be uh, beneficial to all the schools. But in the end, the reason that the ones that recently bailed, the most recent five that bailed the Pac-12, um, is because of the, the lack of the guaranteed money. I mean, uh, there, is, there is no possible way that we're sitting here today, and at some point over the last couple of years, the Pac-12 did not receive a media rights offer in the neighborhood of what the Big 12 is getting, you know, the $30 million per year range. The Pac-12 held out. They hoped that they could get something like what the Big 10 and the SEC have. You know, the new deal coming down the road for the Big 10 ultimately is it's insane, right? It's a seven-year, $7 billion media rights deal that will start next summer and extend for seven years. And so they, they didn't think they were unreasonable in, in thinking that they could get to the $50 million a year mark, and they didn't. And now it's over. And I can... Can one of the current leagues with those four Pac-12 schools elevate to an autonomous five position where they can command that kind of money on an annual basis per team for a media rights deal? Just get back to the twenty million range, like the Apple deal was supposed to be, with some, you know, some writers for subscriptions and stuff like that that ended up dissolving at the last minute when they couldn't get the grant of rights done. That would be phenomenal for the remaining four Pac-12 teams and the Mountain West, it would be a massive step forward. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all for that. It would be an unbelievable scenario. You, I, shoot, go ahead and add. Here's my ideal. Do you want my ideal? The, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to guess it includes Gonzaga. Well, that would be unbelievable. I'm okay, but go ahead. What's your deal? Down. What's your deal? I, I Actually, that's, a, that's, that's another idea outside of your idea. So what's your correct. idea? We'll put Gonzaga correct. on the side. Yeah. The current 12 football schools, Mountain West football schools, because we know Hawaii is not basketball. So we've got 12 football. We've got the, the remaining Pac-4. That gets you to 16. 
I love the Memphis media market, and I love the Dallas media market. So let's add Memphis, and let's add SMU, and go to 18. And if you've got two more that you think can get us to 20, and we can turn, you know, somehow turn that into an autonomous five uh, league, then sign me up. I think it would be amazing. Um, but, yeah, you, you mentioned another. Gosh, uh, Gonzaga, God, they, they're in an amazing position. I, I, don't, I don't see them. Um, they, they, they literally uh, rule the West in, in a league where they really only have one or two competitors. How do you leave that situation? Well, maybe with any kind. I mean, we're looking for anything we can get right now, Rob. And the only thing that connects those two, of course, is Gloria Navarez coming from the West Coast Conference. We're shooting for the sky here, man. Let's go for Gonzaga. I love it. I love it. It's been rumored before. It's absolutely been rumored before. And, you know, we haven't talked about, you know, the, the underlying basketball theme where certainly um, the Big 12 had in the back of its mind um, pirating the Arizona basketball program was a huge benefit for them. Like we know, football is the driving force, um, but there's obviously UCLA basketball in the Big Ten, big deal, right? So, um, yeah, the, the Mountain West definitely has uh, some cachet with its current uh, basketball roster for sure. So, um, God, I love it. I love the way you're thinking, guys. I love it. We're talking to Robert Portnoy, voice of the Lobos here on Team Talk ESPN Radio 101.7. The team, proud Stanford Cardinal as well. So we're just getting that perspective as far as what's going on in the pack four and two and whatever number it might be at this point. Is there one thing that you can point to, Rob, as far as the new commissioner, George Klyovkov? A lot of this is out of his control. You talk about the ivory tower part of this. You're looking at the universities more than a new commissioner. But is there one thing that you would point to where if he had done something differently, we're not in this situation? Oh, there are lots of things that both Larry Scott and the new commissioner at the Pac-12 uh, failed. Um, it is a catastrophic failure of leadership um, on so many fronts. I already mentioned when they had two opportunities to destroy the Big 12 and decided not to, um, which obviously looked, in hindsight, like horrible decisions. They created the Pac-12 network, which on its face didn't seem like the worst thing in the world. Other uh, leagues have done that and had success. What they didn't do was ever secure a deal with Dish Network and with DirecTV so people could watch the Pac-12 network. It was largely invisible if you didn't have cable or you didn't subscribe, and that was a fundamental failing. Um, now, I, there's no doubt that other, uh, other leagues, because of their association with ESPN and the Disney brand, had advantages in getting their leagues, um, you know, onto those particular carriers. You know, carriage is a major deal right now. Everybody who has direct TV at this point knows what a pain in the neck it is because you can't get CBS, Fox, CW, or My50 right now because they can't get together with Nexstar and get it figured out. So carriage is, is massive. And, the, you know, the fact that um, those league's networks were associated with ESPN, Disney basically was able to say to those carriers, here's what you're getting with Disney. You're getting all the ESPNs, you're getting our ancillary sports networks as well, and here's the whole package, and you're going to put it all on with ABC and main ESPN, and you see how it works, right? So there were just writers. Like, there was never not going to be 
those those networks, the, the SEC network and the ACC network, are going to always get on those carriers eventually. So the Pac-12 missed the boat um, so badly with that. Uh, they they need yeah. to align with the major networks. It's just a it's simple math. It, it, it is, and now they're kind of sitting in this in this hold position that we're still waiting to find how this is going to end, Rob. All right, we got about thirty seconds left here today. Big day in town. We're talking so much college football. Today's the first day padded practice here for for the Lobos. We got about thirty seconds left here. Just a couple of highlights uh, to get us ready for Lobo football season. I just want everybody to know that the New Mexico football offense is going to look different this year, and the reason that it's going to look different this year is because it has a new offensive coordinator who brought his offensive line coach with him and his starting quarterback with him. And they've been together for multiple years, and they won multiple bowl games, and they know the offense inside and out. And it's going to look different for all of those reasons and because there is more talent across the board on that side of the ball than there's been probably in seven years in the program at least. So there you go. Reason for optimism, offense will be completely overhauled and brand new. Rob, always a pleasure, and we'll talk to you a lot more uh, as the season gets closer and then, of course, during the season. Appreciate you joining us here on Team Talk, Rob. Oh, Joe, Sam, thanks for having me. You got it. All right, we're going to take a break, but in the meantime, if you want to go see Dirks Bentley Friday night at Isleta Pavilion, we'll take the seventh caller, seventh caller, 505-203-505. 994-1017-505-994-1017. If you want to see Dirks Bentley, 7th caller, 505-994-1017. We're also going to give away some tickets later in the show to Mudvayne. If you're a big Mudvayne fan, they're coming to uh, the journal uh, to Isleta Pavilion next Tuesday. So Mudvayne tickets still to come. These are Dirks Bentley tickets, the 7th caller, 505-994-1017. All right, we're going to come back with the Dallas Cowboy update and talk some NFL when we come back. Team Talk, ESPN Radio 1017, the team.